Today's episode is brought to you by BCS Wealth Management. BCS Wealth Management is an independent financial planning and investment management company headquartered right here in Johnson City. What's great about BCS Wealth Management is that they're 100% independent, which means there's no big company in New York pulling the strings. BCS Wealth Management is also a fiduciary, which is just a fancy way of saying that they're bound by law to do what's in your best interest. Not everyone who works in financial services is a fiduciary. These folks are. So whether you're in need of a financial plan to keep you on track with your goals, if you're an individual needing a checkup on your personal investments, or a business owner needing an evaluation of your company's retirement plan and other benefits, the highly trained team at BCS Wealth Management is ready to help. Hey, friends, and welcome to the Johnson City Living Podcast, where we talk about the people, places, events, and flavors that make Johnson City, Tennessee a lovely place to live. I'm your host, Leighton Hart. Today, I'm recording from home, actually. So if it sounds a little echoey, it's because I'm sitting at the counter in my kitchen. If you hear a dog bark, that's because uh, we have a quarantine pup. Um, (laughs) Man, Uh, we have a little English Springer Spaniel who is a ball of energy. Very sweet, but... Very unpredictable, but that's uh, that's pandemic life for you. Hey, I want to talk to you about today's episode. I've wrestled back and forth with what to do with today's episode because uh, fantastic guest, fantastic conversation, but friends, it finally happened. Like this is my biggest fear as a podcaster and even as somebody who produces podcasts for other people, my biggest fear, like my primary audio failed. And so all I have is my backup audio of this conversation. And so I wrestled with what to do with it. And the spot where I always land is that my guest took a lot of time to come sit down and talk with me and to share his story with uh, with me and ultimately with you. And even though the audio isn't, it's really not up to my standards and I question whether I should uh, publish this episode, I feel like I owe it to my guest uh, to put this out there because there's there's no way I would um, uh, presume to invite him back to re-record it because of, um, <laughs> because of a goof that I made uh, and at the same time I want to honor the time that that he spent with me and uh, and give you the option uh, to dive into this interview if you like okay so that's the warning at the beginning is that I just uh, I goofed up and I didn't have something set on my computer right, and that's on me. And that's uh, that's the uh, one of the vulnerabilities of recording a podcast by yourself. If you don't want to have to deal with that, come to Market Street Media, and I'll produce it while you do the podcast, and and uh, and I'll make sure everything is nailed down for you. Okay, today's guest, I'm really excited. Uh, Jeremy Tudor is a relatively recent transplant to Johnson City from the Raleigh, North Carolina area. Jeremy has. A lot of experience in corporate recruiting and human resources and matching people up with jobs where they will succeed. Now, when Jeremy moved to the Johnson City area, it was kind of a time in his life where it was time to, I don't want to say push the reset button, but it was a season where it was very, um, it, it was very convenient to uh, to start fresh and and to go in a new direction, and that's exactly what he did. Uh, Jeremy and and his wife now have uh, a very uh, interesting business, uh, Jeremy Tudor LLC, and another brand called Career Brand Story. And, and what they do is they counsel people through uh, career changes, 
getting jobs, uh, getting noticed by employers, uh, things like that, which is in, in the world that we live in today, it is never a bad thing. So I really appreciate Jeremy's background and kind of the, uh, the empathy that he brings to this. And you can tell that he, he does what he does uh, because he really cares about people. And he also cares about building an organization that impacts people. So that the people on his team, he wants those people to be growing and learning and, and things like that too. So I'll let uh, Jeremy uh, kind of tell his story in the interview here. Thanks for sticking with me. And again, my apologies, Jeremy, for the audio. I, I goofed this one up. And, and dear listeners out there, uh, I hope you'll stick with it and hear from Jeremy because he's a rock solid dude. Here's my interview with Jeremy Tudor. Jeremy Tudor, welcome to the Johnson City Living Podcast. Thank you. It's really great to have you here. Um, I want to talk about there's a lot that you have going on right now, in, and in particular in the world that we're living in right now, uh, because you you work with people's careers, you help steward people's careers. Uh, but but let's just back up real real quick because I think your story about about basically uprooting your family and moving to Johnson City is is pretty cool. So uh, tell us, you know who you are and your background and, and how you ended up in Johnson City. Yeah, it's kind of a unique story in that um, I was first a pastor for 17 years. And my wife and I actually, we started and founded a church in Raleigh, North Carolina, um, and did that for 10 years. Um, you know, when you start things, you learn really quickly that you have to have finances to live and support yourself. Yeah. And so I ended up working bivocationally for the majority of those 10 years and I ended up in staffing and recruiting, which was a world that, you know, honestly, I didn't even know existed. Um, so that for me was, um, you know, just kind of eye-opening and, and I gained a lot of corporate experience. Um, so like my last big role, I was the talent acquisition manager for the entire state of North Carolina. Oh, wow. Um, prior to that, I was the director of recruitment for Special Olympics World Games that happened in L.A. in 2015. Yeah which was just a once-in-a-lifetime kind of opportunity to be a part of. And then prior to that, I worked for a really large global energy resourcing company doing um, international recruiting and global mobility. Yeah. Um, and I really, at the time, was doing that just, again, to support what we kind of did in ministry to pay the bills. Today, I see how all of those pieces have connected into the business that you know we have today. Um, and at the time going through that, um, it wasn't always fun. It was just about, again, paying the bills. And so there's a lot of channel of adversity that I like to say yeah. to get through that. Um, but you know, today it really has brought me to a place to be doing the things that I really love to do and how I like to thrive in life, which is really my personal mantra yeah. and also the mission statement of our company today. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's a point at which, um, you know, you're, you're in Raleigh, you have all this stuff going on and something happens in your life that says, you know, maybe it's time to move on. So what was that, what was that event that made you say it's time to look for something new? Um, it was kind of several dominoes crashing down, um, and was not an easy part of my life. Um, we made a big decision to close the church that we had planted and loved on for 10 years. Yeah. Um, and that was hard. Yeah. Um, everything about me, my identity, my self-worth was really wrapped up into that. And so when that happened, yeah, I had this 
talent acquisition and recruiting job to land back on. Um, but it really left me having to stop and go, what's important in my life? Yeah. And one of those things was family. And um, I have three kids. I have a 16-year-old son, a 12-year-old daughter, and a 5-year-old daughter. And we homeschool. Yeah. Um, and being able to spend time with them, having the flexibility, um, you know, to just to, you're not going to get these years back. And yeah. that was a big value that was really important to us. Another thing for my wife and I is we really embrace vulnerability and authenticity. Yeah. And, um, you know, as much as we loved the community we were in, we needed that fresh start where we could rebuild some relationships, some life-giving relationships um, for ourselves. And so um, we have some very good friends who live here in Johnson City, and uh, we come and visit with them and have fun. And uh, every once in a while, they'd be like, oh, you should move here. And be like, no, we're not going to move to, to Tennessee. And um and eventually, one of the last times we were here, they were like, no, you really should move here. And just during that weekend, there was just things that just kept saying, you know, yeah, I think this this might be the place. Um, and I remember my wife and I, we were sitting down at Founders Park kind of talking about it and, um, you know, about what we'd be leaving and giving up, but what we would also be gaining by doing this. And a young person rode by on their bicycle with you know, I kid you not, like a boom box, like the 80s boom box yeah. or some kind of music. And at the time, we had been watching like Gilmore Girls a lot. Yeah. And it just felt like that scene, you know, <laughs> kind of like, all right, this yeah. is where we're supposed to come. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that was a big driver for us is, you know, Johnson City, I think, is a great place for you to raise a family. Um, you know, you can catch me right now, um, at least every other night, I'm down at Founders Park you know, walking and enjoying it. And there's just so much that this um, city has to offer. Um, and it's exciting to be a part of a community of, of people who I think are authentic, authentic is the word. Yeah. And, um, and, and it's a place that really cares about seeing their community grow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always interesting for me to hear something like that from somebody who has come here from another community because you know, those of us who have been here for a while, and I'm a transplant, I've been here since 99, so this it's my second hometown now, um, after after growing up in Florida, but but for those of us who have been here for a while, and, and we want it to be a great place for people to come, and, and we know how, how wonderful it is and all the good stuff about it, it's always kind of nice to hear that validated from somebody uh, looking in from the outside, too, and no town's perfect, but, but what you get here, I think, is you get you get a lot for, for the time that you spend and invest here. So, um, okay, so you all moved to the area. Your your situation coming out of the church was such that, that you you could work remotely, basically, right? You could go anywhere at that point, right? Yeah, I mean, the, the way that I work with clients today is mostly virtual, so I could literally work anywhere in the world. We look at the beach. Yeah. Um, we actually took a vacation right before moving to Johnson City, and I teased uh, my friends that we misheard what God said to us and that he wanted us to move by the sea, not Tennessee. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it's it, um, – and, and this part I didn't really think through. But these are the benefits that came by doing this. and just confirmed that it was the right decision. Tennessee is a great place to start a new business. Mm. They really do support entrepreneurs and people wanting to start something. Um just in how, you know, we don't pay income tax, yeah. you know, and 
and some of the other supports that they offer. Um, it, it's just a great place. The other thing that I didn't account for um, is that we have grown rapidly. And so I needed people to help, you know, deliver. Yeah. And we're in a college town. Yeah. And these college students are looking and are hungry for work. And, you know, um, what I have found about working with them is um, they are flexible, they're adaptable, and they're, they are hungry to learn. Yeah. And so if you're willing to see what they can bring to the table and spend the time to help teach and grow them, man, they're they're delivering things better than I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that return on the, the time that you invest in them comes back to you yeah. big time. It's a big return is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Um, and I imagine being in recruiting and, and scouting talent for years and years and years in the corporate world, you're uniquely set up to to, to find people over there that, that will plug into your team well. That's a good that's a good setup. So we've kind of danced around it, but but tell me what is it that you do today for a living and how do you help people? So we are a company that is made up of marketers, coaches, storytellers. Um, and we have really are becoming kind of that one-stop shop for someone's professional career. So um, we have the career brand story brand. Um, that really focuses on marketing the job seeker into the market today. And that's done by helping them by putting together a market-ready resume, helping them with LinkedIn, career personal branding, um, helping them with their story pitch. Um, Actually, this quarter, we're starting to um, introduce a couple new products where we're even going to help people um, do video story pitches that we're going to be able to use. Um, We're looking at just... All the different types of mediums and the ways that we can help successfully market people. And what I learned through talent acquisition and recruiting is that if you can effectively communicate your career story brand, you can win the job, even if you have a bad resume. Yeah. And uh, so a lot of people come to us and they go, they're hyper-focused on the resume. That resume is only going to get read in 8 to 12 seconds. And they'll want to spend hours on it. And I'm like, no, you you don't want to do that. You need to think about your brand and where that is going. Okay. Um, there's so much noise out here. Uh, there's 660 million users on LinkedIn. Yeah. 303 million of those users are active on a monthly basis. Okay. Right. So you've got to get know your personal brand and how to get it across, or you're just going to get lost in all of that. Yeah. Um, if you just go out here and apply online today, you're one of 300 people. Yeah. Um, especially in today's job economy. So that's one piece we do is just helping that marketing and branding. Um, and so I like to tell people too, it's like we're a marketing company that just happened to write really great resumes for people. Oh yeah. 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 And, um, then we do other things in career coaching. Some people come to us and they really are stuck in their careers. Um, they're looking for a career direction and we help them with that career direction planning, um, and building out a roadmap for them. Uh, we work with, um, you know, mock interviewing, um, we help them with salary negotiation and we help them also build a referral network strategy. Um, instead of like just again applying online, look at how you can target companies, build a referral into that company. Um, you are fifty percent more likely to actually land a job you want when you have a referral. If you just go apply online, you have a three percent chance. Oh, uh, yeah. So yeah. you can. I mean, it's just a no-brainer. Yeah. But a lot of people don't even know where to start. Yeah. Um, and so we teach that 
And we also walk along our clients to help them stay accountable to that plan, encourage them, because, you know, searching for a new job is hard work. Yeah. And it can get really discouraging. Yeah. And so I think that's a big piece of, of helping that. So that's one part. Yeah. Um, and that, again, that kind of falls on the career brand story side. Under what we call the Jeremy Tudor LLC side is where all of our leadership development. And uh, this is where we have a new executive coach out of Fort Collins, Colorado, that's joined us. And we do, um, we both are um, certified in DISC, which is a behavioral tool yeah. to help enhance your communication. Uh, we are certified in a tool that helps understand your why and what really motivates and drive you. And then we're both certified in emotional intelligence. Okay. Um, and so we do that with individuals. We do that with teams. Um, and uh, we can go in and do that for a whole corporation oh, wow. um, and department and, and lead them. And what's really cool is we can do that as a whole team, but we can actually break that all the way down to the individual and action that they need to take. Um, and, um, and then we are working on um, community partnerships. Um, partly that's really important to me. Yeah. I think that's that ministry and people side that comes out. Yeah. Um, but we have started building a partnership with the Langston Center, um, and we are launching uh, what is being called the Appalachian Talent Initiative. Okay. And it's really being um, a program built to do everything that we do on that clear brand story side, but for people who may not be able to afford those services sure. yeah. and help them be able to you know, find the job that they would really love and be able to thrive. Yeah. And we're hoping to um, bring in business leaders, and I think it's an opportunity for them to see it as a recruitment tool. Um, if we can bring these individuals and teach them, you know, um, behaviors, motivators, emotional intelligence, yeah. I mean, all you got to do then is take them and teach them the hard skill sets of yeah. the business. Yeah. And, um, and so out of that, my envisioned dream is that somewhere down the line, we'll probably launch another brand um, where we'll get into recruitment, um, you know, for businesses yeah. as well. Yeah. I stayed away from that because I was kind of burned out on yeah. it, but yeah. it's starting It's starting to come back around yeah. where I'm like, yeah, I kind of want to get back into that a little bit. I love it. That's great. Yeah. It sounds like so much of what you do is, is you help connect the dots between kind of where a person is and where they want to, where they want to be. And so... It's, it's common, I would imagine, and you, and you can tell me for, for somebody to get kind of mid-career and think, gosh, is this really how I want to spend like the next however many years of my life? And, and, and somebody ponders a career change, and, but they don't, know, they don't know what to do. And so they'll, well, I guess, randomly send out resumes or try something, but, but I guess they're not positioned in, in the marketplace for something new. So, so describe how you kind of talk people through you know, a career change and how to approach it because it it, it can't be as, as simple as just, well, let's send out a bunch of resumes and see what happens. There, there has to be a plan, right? Yeah. Well, and I'll tell you first that the average client for us is probably 45 plus years old. Okay. Um, and so they've been in a career for a long time and they've gotten to this place where money really isn't the key driver yeah. anymore. Meaning is. Yeah. And they're trying to figure that out. Okay, let me pause for when when they come to you and they tell you about what they're feeling at that stage, 45 years old in their career, what are they feeling at that point? Um, I think there's a lot of just unknown. 
and uncertainty. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, and for a lot of them, the age thing does come up. Like, am I even relevant? Right. You know, um, especially if they're 50, 60 years old and whatever they're doing next for them is probably the last part of their career is how they feel and, and what they see. Right. And so they're worried about even trying to make that transition. Um, if they're working a job, if they've been let go or and have experienced job loss, it's even that more scarier, you know, of am I even going to be able to get back into something that is meaningful? Yeah. Um, and so the question we ask every client, does it matter what age? Um, we actually ask it on my podcast. Um, I got answered the question today. Um, we were recording a podcast because I hadn't answered it yet. But it, it, it's a simple one. But the one thing we always ask is, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I don't think that you ever stop, you know, growing. Yeah. Um, and so there's different seasons. You know, if someone had told me three years ago that you and I'd be sitting here talking, I'd been like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, yeah. I would have just looked at them like speechless. Like, no, no. Right. But, um, and I'm sure that I'll keep asking that same question of myself and I'll continue to grow. But asking that question really helps start to bring out a lot of different things. Um, we had one client who he had um, actually uh, ended up owning a print shop. Okay. He started working at the print shop, had the opportunity to buy the print shop, and he ran that print shop. It's what got his kids through school. And when his school, kids were done with school, um, he reached out to us. And he's like, I never wanted to run a print shop. Right. He's like, my dream and what I went to school back 10 years ago, 20 years ago, he was like, I wanted to be in the OR as a nurse. Oh, man. Yeah. And we were like, okay, well, let's talk about that. Yeah. And so there were a lot of things marketing-wise, right? He didn't have a resume for OR nurse. I mean, he did some of that work, but we had to do a lot of work to how to communicate that, walk him through where he needed to even start. And today he's back in the OR doing nursing. Um, he had to downsize yeah. a lot of things in his life, but he's that's what he wanted, and yeah. he's completely excited about where he's at. I would imagine that 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 you come across people that honestly don't don't care what they have to change to to get where they want. You know, so if it's a if it's a move, it's a, a smaller house, sell the car, get rid of the boat, or whatever. That that there's something about connection with uh, I don't know purpose or your calling or whatever that kind of makes. It provides a lot of clarity about what's important and what's not. Is that true? Yeah. One of the things that we talk a lot about with people is learning and understanding what your values are. Um, that that really drives, you know, you towards meaningful work. And in doing that, then as you start your job search, you are able to find companies that affirm those values. Yes. You know, and you're more engaged as an employee. Um, you're more engaged in the work that you're doing. Um, but it really starts there. That's hard for some people um, to get to that place. I have clients who struggle to get there because no. uh, we live in a world where you're supposed to climb the corporate ladder. And it's it's hard to get off that ladder. But as we say all the time, you know, when it's all said and done, you know, you want to look back and go, well, did I climb the right ladder? Yeah, yeah. You know, was it really worth it? Yeah. Because if you climb the wrong ladder and there's nothing to be said for it at the end, you know, it, it wasn't worth it. At the end. And there's, and there's countless kind of heartbreaking stories of people, you know, you give your life to someplace and 
it's the world we live in. You know, we tend to be loyal to companies, but companies aren't necessarily always loyal to us. And so people climb and give their lives. You know, they, they give the time away when their children are small. And, and then uh, you know, there's a, the company doesn't make its earnings. And 15% of the workforce is gone or, or whatever. And, and those things happen. Uh, so, so yeah, I think to me, I think there is something to be said for connecting with something that um, that seems real to you and is a worthy, you know, use of your time. It's, it's not a reality for for everybody, it, and but it's something to work for. I'd say. Well, a lot of people don't think about their career direction plan, um, you know, outside of you know their job. Like, yes. so a lot of companies say, okay, it's here's your new year, we need to sit down, plan your goals, but it's in the context of what you're gonna do for that company, Yeah. right? And that's what I love about what we do, is we say, you would get that, but what are you gonna do? You're here today, where are you going tomorrow, despite what that company is gonna do, because you're exactly right, companies restructure all the time. Companies have ups and downs, and um, they're always gonna make the best decision for the business, not you. And so you have to be prepared for those moments that when they happen, you're not like sitting devastated and crushed by like, oh, no, what do I do now? No, you've got a plan. You knew where you were going. And so maybe that company isn't the place to do it anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, We're living in an interesting time where uh, there are plenty of people who have been sent home. Uh, Don't know when, you know, the the office or the restaurant or wherever they uh, are in their living is going to open back up. how would you counsel people to be proactive in their in their career story right now? So right now is a time to get your brand and your career brand story all together. Um, you know, I like to rely on the data mm-hmm. and not the media narrative. Sure, <laughs> I think that's really important. And so what the data tells us is that you know I look at the jobs report that comes out each month. Yeah. Um, I look at what the stock market's doing from a standpoint. It gives me a clue of what big what big businesses are thinking or doing. And so I do a lot of us. listening to you know my clients um, who are working in you know Fortune 1,500 companies. What's happening? What are they talking about? Um, where's their hiring going to happen? Um, are they laying off? Are they freezing jobs? Right. And so um, what we've seen. Um, to be true, and this is what I've told my clients this entire summer, is we have to get through July. And what we're anticipating is a ramp up of hiring happening in August. And there's a couple of reasons for that. Um, One, the country, you know, is slowly reopening in different regions, right? Um, The other thing is that um, for a lot of companies, July 1st, they're on a fiscal year. That's the start of a new budget. Um, It is the start of a new quarter. And so they've made their adjustments. They've, they've, they've figured out, hey, where we're at kind of financially and what that's going to look like for Q3 and Q4. Yeah. Um, I wasn't surprised. In July, every week of July, I've had, you know, a couple of clients call me who said they've gotten laid off. Okay. Yep. Because they made their decisions. Yeah, everybody's making adjustments. Yeah. At yep. the same time, companies are now saying, okay, where it's time to ramp up and, you know, we're looking at that hiring for the fall. Um, I've also had clients who've gotten jobs through all of this. So it gets down to the industry, you know, um, down to the particular job role as well. Yeah. 
And it's, so it's a really kind of unique kind of period that we're in. But regardless of that, we have, prior to all of this, we, we had a lot of people out here, very competitive market, people being able to, to look at different jobs. Today, that noise has just gotten exponentially larger with people who are being laid off. And so again, right now is the time to pull together your whole career brand story and make sure that you've got all of that together so that you stand out and differentiate yourself from the crowd. Yeah. Um, I just can't stress that enough um, yeah. for people. Somebody wants to learn about that. Do you have resources somebody can, can reach out and grab online? Yeah. Um, well, so if there's a couple of different places you can go to. Yeah. Um, if you go to my website, jeremytutor.com, which is T-U-D as in David O-R, uh, you can go there. Um, we have a podcast, the Career Brand Story Podcast. Um, we try to keep it really practical and share a lot of that information um, out as well. And if you follow me on Instagram, uh, that's at Jeremy T. Tudor, um, I'm constantly posting in my story. Uh, we're constantly putting out content, um, and we work really hard to put out practical content you know, for you to be able to use in all of this. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, Jeremy, thanks for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. And it's also great to be right across the hall from you. Yeah, so for those of you listening, uh, we're neighbors in our building here. And um, I guess we both have a love for kind of old downtown spaces. And Jeremy's got uh, one of the great spots in this building. Um, and so he's, he's set up. And honestly, he's got a beautiful studio uh, kind of built out so he can work remotely and uh, do video stuff and record his podcast. And so uh, we are uh, kindred spirits in, in that uh you know, everybody's a media company now, and, and it's important uh, to develop that. So uh, it's great to have you as a neighbor. Yeah, well, it's great. Um, I love what you guys are doing. And, uh, you know, it's fun to see all the different people coming out of here podcasting. I feel like it's a podcast like celebrity, like I'm getting to meet like all the famous podcasters. <laughs> 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 well, Pedro in the hallway. That's right. Yeah. Thank awesome. you so much. Thank you.